Alrighty, alrighty, Jacob V Weekly. Back to Wednesday when we like to be live on Twitch, YouTube, and uh Facebook right now. Felt inspired to jump. I could have waited till Friday because I tried to do a whole week in between, but I was late last week because I literally thought I had COVID. I tested positive for it's a controversial thing right now. You don't even know what to say anymore. Um, Al Ludwig is joining us right here at the top of the show. I do not want to miss out on Alfred, and he is a busy, busy man, and so we wanted to pop right on. Al, you probably couldn't hear it, but at the beginning of the show, I was playing Trump's pre-recorded statement um, that came out today about the vague reference to violence last week and his First Amendment kind of uh, plight. I also have a, uh, a nice styrofoam cup from Dirt Cheap. I had to go get ice because I've been giving up the Diet Coke, so I had, uh, I've been drinking so much LaCroix, but on ice, and so we've been going through ice like nobody's business. I'm getting an ice maker. It's on the, it's happening. It's, it's a necessary accoutrement for any well-stocked home at this point. Accoutrement. Accoutrement. Um, I said I should have taken French, and I didn't. So, Al, I wanted to start with the part that's going to be really important for today, and that's going to be, um, and don't worry, I have your nice picture up here on the screen. It is good. You look young, vibrant. Um, you don't look bad now. It, it, it's, uh, you know, I, I was a few pounds lighter a few years younger. Yeah. In, 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 I so. mean, weren't we both? You know what I'm saying? Anyway, um, so just sort of with the, the breaking news this morning, or, or this afternoon, really, it was happening live, that the House passes new articles of impeachment, making Trump the first president to ever be impeached twice. Congress has all gone home, though, so no chance of a trial before the inauguration next week. Um, and then he released the, the statement we just played at the top of the uh, the show, um, which seemed really inspecific, and I don't think uh, I don't think QAnon shaman's going to back down on that one. He's got to get his organic, you know. He's in jail, eating, eating whole foods in prison, and he's thirty-one years old. And his uh, his mom had to advocate for him to get his tuna roll. Well, that's good parenting. Him. It's good parenting. Well, he still lives with her, so if he if she, you know she's been feeding him his whole life, um, he may interpret this as all part of the plan, right? Like, Trump is, we're going underground, brother. Like, you know what I mean? David Spade's wearing an ankle bracelet. That's my favorite part. <laughs> he's, he's my favorite poster child for the movement. And, and the best comment I saw this weekend was essentially that, you know, this is what happens when Fish isn't on tour anymore, is that they, they these guys don't have anything else to do, so they turn to QAnon. Yeah, you uh, shut down all the festivals, brother. There's no VFW Hall Jam Bands. You know, you, these people are going to do something. If you give them all Reddit... You give them all 4chan, and the internet's gotten so fast that the rate to which they can process that data themselves is astronomical. There's some real truth to that thought. I mean, anyone who's been to these these shows, you know, any point in your life, we, we've seen a lot of these people in in the flesh in in a parking lot at whatever amphitheater, and you know, uh, the portion of the country that you were in watching this stuff. Uh, these guys were selling veggie burritos back 10 years ago. My, and my friends always make fun of me. Capital. When I wear one of my ponchos, they always make fun of me that I look like I'm selling grilled cheese sandwiches in a parking lot outside of <laughs> Riverport or some shit. Um, oh, my God. I saw Dave Matthews Band at Riverport one time. Uh, there's a reason people do that. 
Were you like 12 at the time? Because I might have been at that show. I was a young adult. I was in college, maybe at the at, at oldest. You know, I went with my friend Cameron and I could have been 19. Yeah, it's probably after my time. As a, it's been long after I fell out of being the uh, Dave Matthews band. Well, the, the scene has not changed at all. They were burning <laughs> a, a mighty bush that night, brother. Let me tell you that for nothing. I had the worst trouble today setting all this stuff up, and now it's working like a dream. I'm going to knock on my real wood desk that I bought from a lovely Indian family via the marketplace. It does sound good. It's It's much, much cleaner this time. What is? So, well, you the, know what? The, the I have feed everything because I don't better. need to put your video on the actual stream. I can. Um, I have two cameras going, and I have. Yeah, it's all working out. I, I'm kind of like, why do I have the Mac at this point? The Mac may just turn into music production and have nothing to do with the podcast, which I'm okay with. It, it, it's whatever you're doing now is great. Stick with it. That'd be my advice. As yeah, your lawyer. yeah. As my lawyer. So as my lawyer, I wanted to start with. Um, some of the legal implications of what is the significance of impeaching a president so late in his presidency? And then, um, but why, why did they feel like it was important to still fit in? Well, there's, there's a legal angle to this and then there's a political angle to it, you know, and and some of it is beyond politics. It's really a democratic angle to it, you know, legally, you know, what effect could it possibly have, you know, and you no doubt seen as we all have, you know, the various reports, uh, which are as of yet unconfirmed by the source, but that Mitch McConnell is, you know, in favor of impeachment. He certainly has come out and said he has not made up his mind, which is the opposite of everything every Republican senator said last time. Right. Uh, where they clearly had, a, you know, had, had decided the, the fix the was verdict. in. Well, there was no question as to how they were going to vote. Yeah. The fact that Mitt Romney voted to to convict was a was a bit of a shock that any Republican broke ranks. Now you have 10 Republicans in the House that broke ranks today to vote for a historic second impeachment impeachment. And you've got, you know, rumors, certainly that Mitch McConnell is sort of, you know, uh, rubbing his hands in glee for a way to get rid of Trump and, and, and to sort of you know, push the, the dagger in now that he's already down. Um, I don't know if there's any truth to that, but there's definitely a sea change in the way the Republicans are looking at this. So, you know, from a political standpoint, the House, if I'm in the House and I say, is there a chance that this would actually succeed and he's going to be convicted? Yes, there is. Now, it's clear that the Senate's not going to come back into session until after Donald Trump is no longer holds the holds the office of president. So what's going to happen is it's going to, going to have this trial after to, to convict an impeached president after he's no longer in office. And the net effect of that is potentially twofold. So, you know, obviously most people are aware two thirds of the Senate must you know, vote to convict any impeached president or any impeached you know, executive officer who has gone through impeachment in order to convict them. Now, that in and of itself doesn't actually you know, affect the remedy of whatever it is that the Senate would impose. And from that point, uh, the Senate has the right by a simple majority to impose a number of sanctions on that individual, uh, including, you know, stripping Donald Trump of his lifetime pension, uh, including barring him from holding federal office in, in the future. So there is a real possibility that, you know, the mainstream Republicans see this as, as a way to uh, not only you know, kick Trump while he's down and sort of get back at him for some things that, you know, they haven't liked over the last four years. 
but to take the party back in a way or at least clear the lane uh, of Donald Trump, if he can't hold office, then, you know, you'll have a Josh Hawley, who I think, you know, my opinion about or a Ted Cruz or somebody, you know, that might might take that lane. But it also sort of cl- cleans up because they just don't have the appeal among the base as much as they'd want to. There's no unifying you know, figure there like Donald Trump was that can sweep up all of the 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 right wing base that you know f- functionally the the people that stormed the Capitol they're, they're going to show up to vote again if they feel like they've got someone in their corner. Uh, but if you divide that lane uh, as a mainstream candidate, you might have a much better chance. So you know, there's there's a brewing civil war in the Republican Party, and there, there's a real political dimension to allowing this to proceed and perhaps even voting to convict Donald Trump and letting the Senate, which will be a majority, you know, will be evenly split, but the majority is held by the vice president, Kamala Harris, who will break the tie, impose whatever penalties on Donald Trump they they see fit at that point once the Senate is actually convicted. Um, Beyond all of that, though, you know, why do this now? He's going to be out of office before you could possibly convict him. And it's it's, above all else, you know, if we do nothing, if if we say, you know, the, the penalty for in, inciting an insurrection, which I, I think, you know, barring partisan feelings on this or QAnon sympathies where you just don't acknowledge reality, we have to acknowledge that Donald Trump did more than enough uh, overt actions, you know, statements, what, what have you, to make a prima facie case at least that he did, in fact, incite seditious insurrection in the, the form of storming the Capitol, among other things which I want to talk about before I, I get off of here. Um, but to, to let that go and say the punishment for that would be you get to ride off into the sunset. Maybe you get to run for president again in four years. You get a $200,000 a year for life uh, pension from the government. Is that all it is? Is two hundred? It's it's less than you'd think it is. I, I mean, thought it was four hundred, but I, you might whatever. be right. You might be right, but it, it's 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 because two hundred, not... bitch. I'm getting a food truck if I'm only making two hundred. <laughs> There's a fucking ice cream stand by where I'm from that um is only open like Memorial Day to Labor Day, and they make like three hundred grand a year. It's totally self sustained, like like crazy. On crazy. ice cream, honey. Crazy. So, I mean, uh, and did you want to be president? Well, for, no. I, if it's 200 grand, honey. But, I mean, it's 200 grand for doing jack shit for the rest of your life. You That's know? a good point. That's a good point. That's a good deal to me. I wish I could start getting some 200. Maybe I should run for office. I, I would take it, personally. Yeah. I would, oh, I would hook, not turn Hook a girl down. up. Hook a girl up. So, so you know, bottom line, you know, what message do we want to send? This is, this is acceptable, and we're not going to do anything. We're just going to you know, wag our finger and move on, even though you technically try to overthrow, you know, the, the legal government of the United States, like that's going to be okay. You know, you'll notice the FBI is not taking that attitude towards those who are self-identified with social media and other other various confessions in the public sphere over the last week. Uh, you know, there's been this this pretty swift and serious crackdown, and they're considering very, very, very serious charges for a lot of people. Um, what we've learned since even Friday, since I was here last is that, you know, apparently, um, there is good evidence that this was at least somewhat of an inside job. There are allegations that certain members of Congress, uh, brought in, uh, the day before the attack, the assault on the Capitol brought through, did tours with individuals who were involved in the next day's storming the Capitol, where they were shown the various halls of Congress. Um, there are reliable reports that the people involved in storming the Capitol 
didn't take you know the obvious paths, knew what they were doing, knew where they were going, were very familiar with. Now this could be a result of planning, uh, not necessarily an inside job, but you know a couple disturbing reports today or in the last day, um, you know at least one congresswoman who had a panic buttons installed in her offices when they got back on Wednesday uh, after the the storming the Capitol was underway, found that those panic buttons had been literally ripped out. Uh, be, unbeknownst to the staffers in her office, um, there's a number of other things before the before the invasion. Conveniently before the invasion. Holy shit! I told that, you, jet fuel cannot melt steel. It that can't. really happened. I mean, that really happened. You've got reports today of the Capitol Police, the Capitol Police, who are, are, are speculating amongst themselves, and this is low-level anecdotal reports, mind you, but they're speculating that that some of the Republican Congress persons may well have been involved in planning this thing. And, you know, this is in light of the new security protocols that they put in place for congressmen to walk into the halls of Congress uh, involving metal detectors and whatnot, where several Republicans have made public scenes and not being searched and circumventing their own security protocols. The Capitol Police are speculating amongst themselves that the Republicans were in on the job. Not all of them, mind you, but certain Republican congresspersons were in on the job of the, the storming of the Capitol. So, you know, there's a real, you know, I don't want to sound Alex Jones on this, but there, there are the auspices here of a true seditious conspiracy that went to higher levels than anyone would have imagined even a week ago, I think. I have a friend that is really genuinely worried that there is going to be some sort of orchestrated uh, uh, attack on you know uh domestic uh soil like before or around the inauguration like i mean for that very reason that it's not it's not uncommon for very conveniently nefarious things to kind of all conspire all at once um and i mean are, are we insinuating that there's a there's members of the state currently that are um feeding at least into the uh the unrest i mean other than you know like our own senator going going there to to be there you know but beyond the public statements you mean that that where there are you know i i think are obvious yeah like know. i mean i'm tr i'm really thinking a lot about if i was one of those capitol police persons who had to make the decision about what to do as i watch people break down a window in front of me my firearms training and you know self-defense training tells me I gotta I gotta shoot that threat until it quits moving but they didn't do a whole lot of that and how would it be I mean uh what exactly is the psychology of of somebody who's kind of caught in the middle like that who was obviously set up to fail in a security setting but well, not necessarily I, involved in either side of the argument I'm gonna post to our live stream a good article on this exact topic which Man, I you're good you come with sources I need if this show was making money I'd have to start slipping you some of it now it's BuzzFeed, so you know don't get too excited. No, 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 <laughs> but, no. That's are you kidding? That's where that's where most of us get our news. But, but BuzzFeed but the, is a nice balanced source of information. But but the the, the 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 answer to your question is you know how do you feel about that? How do you react to that? I mean, it's, it's utter demoralization. I mean, I think that there, it's it's totally understandable from a human standpoint that the Capitol Police feel very very betrayed uh, by you know in in this article talks about management. I'm not exactly sure what that means because I'm not a member of the Capitol Police, nor have I had the insight into their exact organizational structure. But at the end of the day, you know, one one assumes the people in charge of planning, you know, how the, the police presence on the day 
of the certification went um, would be in, in the management group. And, you know, the, the rank and file, the guys that were on the front line, the guys that were either, you know, heroes or villains is the case may be. And I think there's some of that to go around based on the reports we've all seen. Um, you know, there were there were some that were heroically leading them away, leading the crowd away from, you know, where there were unsecured entry points where there were senators or congresspersons, um, you know, actively in session at the very beginning of this thing. And then there were others taking selfies with them and letting them go by even, you know, really sort of tacitly, if not actively cheering them on. So, you know, some of them, you know, there, there's speculation in, in many quarters that, that some of the Capitol Police may have been, if not sympathetic or if not, if not involved, certainly sympathetic. Um, but, you know, there, there is increasing speculation and, and some evidence to, to back this speculation up that there are at least some highly placed individuals who may well have seen this coming, known it was coming and, you know, assisted it. You know, I think it was Lauren Barbert, the, the freshman Barbert. Congress, the, the freshman congresswoman from Colorado who's been in office like eight days or whatever, was literally tweeting live that the location of Nancy Pelosi during this. And on her Twitter feed, people were saying things like, I, I, I'm picking up what you're dropping. You know, uh, the allegation being, and she denies it, of course, but that she was actually directing the mob via Twitter in real time while they were in the Capitol. Now, that was the most powerful statements to me were the, the members of the House that chose to speak today that that drew on that this isn't something that we're arguing about that happened in our country to our country people. It's something that happened like to us. Like we were like afraid for our lives. I mean, what, how different would the situation be if, if any more of the sort of insidious plots that we've been told were uh, at play move forward, they were talking about hanging Mike Pence and then, uh, and, executing nancy pelosi and they literally shit all over the building they literally shit all over the building Lit, the there's really human happened. shit all, and they were literally arresting these some of these people the guy that had the hat on with the podium is doing like 10 years I, he's been charged with i mean they may increase these charges as the seditious conspiracy details come out and as they're able to draw the draw correlations between them i do want to pivot for a minute and talk Please. about parlor I would, you know what? That's next on my list. As soon as we were done with what happened today, was um, so. Here's the research I've kind of looked into: is that Parler uh, kind of emerged recently as the conservative alternative to Twitter after some of the deplatforming that you know whatever, um, and Amazon owned the server space, right? So those are Amazon-owned servers that they were using for that platform, which makes sense because if you're not as big as Amazon. It's very expensive to have your own um, server space. It's kind of crazy, and it's not usually worth it unless you're a huge place like that, and you're going to start renting it out to other people. So, uh, Also, um, they suspended Parler's use of their server space after repeated failures to comply with standards. So it wasn't out of nowhere that this sort of happened, that they just decided they didn't want to mess with Parler anymore, but it was actually they kept going like, you're not – fact checking your users you're allowing people to spread violent threats you're allowing um all these things that we don't allow on social media for a reason because ultimately someone's going to be held accountable and uh, and that wasn't happening and so it seems to make sense when you look into it why parlor was removed but what's your angle on the whole parlor thing well, what you know that that's that's extra, incredibly good background because it's exactly what happened. It, 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 you know, at the end of the day, I'm learning. You know, yeah, I think <laughs> I you know Google started this waterfall by pulling the plug on the the Parler app in the Google App Store. 
you know, and that cut off, you know, whatever market share in the U.S. of that has Android phones. That's from like fucking downloading. Nine, that's this. like ninety-seven poor people. I don't want to hear about <laughs> right, that. And, the, and me. Google Play. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, on your trap phone, on your on your <laughs> Motorola Razor. Uh, it's it's it, I, I I've I've jumped to Samsung because you know it's the only real um, flagship variety that I can think of um, that I know enough about. You got like a Galaxy. I, I got a, I got an S twenty plus, but Ooh, uh, I'm, not, I'm not not here to to, to pimp uh, Samsung material. I got the three cameras, bitch. I got three cameras. I got four. Okay, well, I probably got two on the front. I mean, if we're counting the front, no, we weren't counting the front. I think a buddy of ours is going to jump on here with us in a minute. But you were saying so on par. So yeah, the the point I was going to make, um, it was was you know all, it, what happened with Parlor was it it. it it lost very quickly. You know, the Apple pulled it from the app store as well, which was the death knell for the app. But then Amazon said, we're going dark on you. We're kicking you off. But it, Amazon wasn't alone. They use all these third party services, including for security and all of these, all of the third party services said, we're cutting you off. We're done here. So for a, a period of time before Amazon had actually pulled the switch, they'd said they were going to do it. But their, their, their security third party service was totally down. And some ingenious, you know, Nobel Prize should be winning hackers went into Parler and essentially downloaded all of the archive of everybody who had ever uploaded anything to Parler. So this stuff is now, you know, I'm not going to say kids as an IP lawyer, um, an IT lawyer, this is a bad thing to do legally, but th this information is now out there. And what we've seen in the last couple of days are there are some very, very detailed uh, maps and and databases that have pictures, who the user was, where they were, you know, in real time location data tied to all of this stuff with videos and whatnot. So that there's actually like you can pull you can you can pull these videos together and see a timeline of people driving into Washington, D.C. and storming the Capitol and know who did it and know where they were at the time that they did it. And moreover, we know these people are who they are because Parler apparently had this feature that was a true verified Patriot feature where if you uploaded a picture of the front and back of your driver's license, Parler would give you enhanced status. All of that information became available to the hackers. So <laughs> we literally like, know exactly like who the, these people are. It's like the number one group of people, too, that that are like, well, we can't do that. That's how they get you. Right. Well, this is how they get you, folks. That's how and, you got hacked. <laughs> It, it, when you you know the lesson for everyone is anytime you trust your data to a third party your your protection regardless of what their policies are what they say they do your protection is only as good as the least competent person on their IT team and in this case that person wasn't there anymore at, for at least a period of time on Monday before Amazon shut down the servers yeah so it was you know all of this information is out there it is an absolute goldmine for for law enforcement so anyone who was involved in this, if they're not shitting their pants right now, wondering when the FBI sh is going to kick the door in, they absolutely should be. Wow, that's but amazing. It, it was kind of it was kind of a shocking series of. Facts. So I looked into this also because coincidentally, you know, I'm kind of a fan of the, um, the the story arc of Alex Jones. I'm not a subscriber to his content. I never really go to band.video or whatever it is that he's on now. But I looked. I hear about this because um, he goes on some famous podcast sometimes, and he makes an appearance, and it's always um, it's always a hoot. But he got completely deplatformed, kind of like how Trump has been now, where nobody will agree to do business with him. So 
Um, and yet he's still he, kicking around. Well, that's the thing. He has his own servers that like his. They made enough money before he got deplatformed that they could invest in their own server space. But it's estimated to cost tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars a month to maintain that server space for for an operation to maintain their own server space like that. I mean, it's such a a burden financially and, and you know, um, I mean, if you're not actively engaged in fleecing old retired boomers based on the 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 sanctity of gold and, you know, the best pillows that you money can buy, right. you got to buy the colloidal silver, you got to <laughs> buy you got to buy the fish oil. You're, you're you're not going to have the revenue stream to do it yourself. Uh, the, the funniest comment... are trying to get inside your body. <laughs> the funniest comment I saw today was the um, I, I don't want to call him CEO, some some functionary with uh, the with the pirate bay uh, was just mocking Parler for not being able to run a server after Amazon shut him down. It's like we've been you know we've been running this in boats off the sh- the shores of Norway for the last ten years. And What's been <laughs> you in can't boats? Do it. Uh, the pirate bay. Oh, I you know what? That's hilarious. It's still around. It's I didn't, that's still what around. I was saying is that's fantastic. They're literally on boats. How do you have the internet on a boat? Satellites? I don't I don't think they're literally on boats. I think they use dark web and Tor and some things that to to continually move servers around. But Wow. Uh, it, it's it's you know the bottom line is the Pirate Bay is making fun of Parlor now. Yeah. That's funny. That's like if like MySpace came out and be like you guys don't even <laughs> but it's like MySpace. I mean, you, you no doubt saw the, the various political cartoons of Donald Trump trying to reactivate his MySpace account. Um, I did see. I did see that. That came through my uh, – yeah, I saw it somewhere. I saw someone had seen it. I get everything secondhand, like, on someone else's Instagram or TikTok or something. It's the death of the real. Well, that's – I mean, that's where we are today. But apparently Jared Kushner is behind the fact that Donald Trump has not, in fact, activated a bunch of other fringe – social media accounts uh because I, I guess he probably wanted to and somehow jared has the ability to tell him no when literally no one else does but uh that that is the report that i read today therefore it's the truth well um that's, that's sarcasm yeah hello i thought we had a visitor I, 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 I see him. I, I just see things. I see, I see. I see that he's on. I see his name is there. So, um, so Al, where do you, where, where, um, how much should the average citizen really invest emotionally in the impeachment kind of situation so close to the next inauguration? Um, whereas how much of it do you think is the grandstanding and the political positioning? Uh, for my part, I, I think we owe it to the country. To see Donald Trump not only convicted, but punished uh, for his role in what happened last week, among other things. But let's limit it to that week. What happened last week? I think that's plenty. And you know, it, so I, I think it's it's absolutely normal and reasonable to be emotionally invested in it and to follow it. Um, and I think you know those supporters of Donald Trump that are are still fired up are going to be just as emotionally supported involved in it and. And, and invested in, you know, seeing, you know, perhaps punishing those who to see it through or attempt to see it through. There, we've seen a lot of that in, in, in the last few days, certainly of the threats. Um, so it's not going to go anywhere. Oh, my God. He's going to make me puke. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, you're doing great. How are you? It's so good to see you yep. for the you're not on the live stream um, uh, in video form. So you don't have to worry about that. But um, oh, okay. I do want to I'm going to get your picture up here. 
uh, for because I have Al on the live stream with his uh, that we're on the phone with. Um, I wanted to get in touch with you because I wanted um, to see you both at the same time because I miss you so much. Are you going to introduce him to our audience? Yeah. So my my buddy who plays drums with Alfred and I, Chris Carden, is on the line. We got a little. The band is back together. Yes. The yes men in this in this strange new world. Yeah. Yeah. One night yeah. only. And um, Chris, I you know. There's a lot going on that I wanted to get out on the phone with, and um, but I wanted to check in with you because we have other updates. Me and Al have been all sucked up in this election and the law, and um, is there going to be a Super Bowl? Uh, yes. Who, who do you think's going? Who's going to lose to the Chiefs is the question. Right. That is – that's that's the uh, – I, I, I think Green Bay is, is going to really? lose too. That, I don't have Can't a dog say. in that fight. That's boring as yeah. hell. Me either. Steelers uh, got their asses handed to them by the Browns, so that was embarrassing. So but... I was going to ask you, how did their season end up overall? The Steelers, our beloved Steelers. <laughs> um, well, got off to a good start, and uh, then it just kind of went to shit in December and, and stayed there on Sunday. So they, they peaked at the wrong time. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so describe that for me because I didn't catch any of that shit. I didn't catch any of it while it was happening, I mean. I mean, I heard what you just said. Right. Uh, you know, you know. Started, off, started off 11 and 0, and, you know, can't do any better than that. There was a, a narrative that, oh, they haven't played anybody yet. You know, all the, all the crap that you could say about any team if you just look hard enough you know what i mean yeah you, so you so you feel say, like they oh, got well, the shaft you played, you played the giants uh with their backup quarterback so that win doesn't count well how's that they can only play who they're supposed to play you know they don't they don't write the schedule the league does so <laughs> wow so um so we got the chiefs and we said the who the I think the Packers. And who's doing who's doing the halftime show? I don't know, actually. So I'm researching. Oh, he's looking it up. Yeah. Yeah. Joe does not feel like he can contribute virtually, and I'm still technically under quarantine having tested positive for COVID a couple weeks ago. Um so he's not here to do any of the Googling. He is listening. Um now it, it, uh, it's the weekend will be the halftime show this year oh right did he really get plastic surgery I, was that a real picture i don't know if that was makeup if it was a prosthetic if it was it, so it, he looked like the cat woman that's had like 37 plastic surgery meg ryan yeah he looked like poor meg ryan yeah no that wasn't meg ryan what is that bitch's name is it was that michelle pfeiffer no they both look good compared to the lady i'm thinking of but uh um, should, I, should I post a picture to the? Uh, Ryan. Should I post a picture to the, uh, to the <laughs> Facebook page? Yeah, put it on the put it in the chat or not the chat. Um, uh, oh, Zach just got here on the guys. We are streaming live on YouTube, Twitch, and uh, Facebook, and I have the multi-stream chat going, brother. It's high tech up in here, so we're just catching up on um, whether or not the weekend had plastic surgery and whether or not we're going to have a democracy come next week. So those are kind of the two things we've covered so far. Um, uh, what what else is, guys, did you get anything good for the holidays? Did you get any gifts that you're really using? 
Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Al. Oh, this I, is great. I got socks, and they're awesome. Man, I'm you know what? I really needed it. underwear this year, and it's been like two years I haven't gotten underwear. Um, I had to hand – my washer went out. It won't spin at its full speed, so I have to hand wring all my own underwear. And it's cold water when you hand wring it. It's cold. I can't believe you do that. Well, I mean, I understand. I, I can't to, wear but... dirty underwear because there's a reason I wear underwear. It's to protect everything else. You know what I mean? Right. No, I just I, I can't picture. It's hard. It was terrible. Yeah. I, and then my fingers were cold and red. What about you? Did you go to Atlanta? I did. Yeah. So I I did. What I was gonna say is, uh, my parents got me a Steelers lawn chair. It's still down there, but um, they're driving up for my birthday, which is coming up. Yeah. Uh, happy early birthday, by the way. Thank you. It's tomorrow. Uh, I do turn 30 tomorrow, finally. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. So. It's, you're done. That's it. I mean, I'm done. That's, it's over. I'm gonna, life, it's, life is over. I'm going to sell all my shit, and I'm just going to sit outside and feed my birds. Yeah. I mean, that's what I do. Oh, my God. Apparently, Zach's father made him a dining room table for Christmas. Like from scratch, probably, if I know the family correctly. That's literally better than any present I've ever gotten anybody. Oh, as a gift giver? Absolutely. You know, I'm not big in um, making things for other people. I think I tried to like record a song for a girlfriend once in like middle school or something. And after that, never, never goes over well. And after that, I just can't get hurt like that again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you sign the Did you sign the Spotify rights over to her? Uh, no, this was pre Spotify days. These were um, that's you know what those are probably worth something. We need to dig those up for like a box set. I know that's. I mean, you know, if we're gonna start from the beginning, let's start from the beginning. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Well, um, I'm actually gonna take a short intermission. I'm gonna let you both go. We just did about thirty hard minutes, and I have another caller I want to come back with here um in just a few but um i mean we have as much time as you need if we have if we have things we haven't gotten to i just wanted to kind of begin the transition al what are you you're leaning in to say something i I, the only thing i was going to say is um you know i think this this is you know just to circle back on the things that we've talked about the last couple times including this today yeah this is an emotional time we should we all got to be nicer to each other that's <laughs> just we all got to come back to everybody's got to we got to find a way to get along here yeah I, I find it easier when you're social distancing like i'm not going to get in somebody's face because i'm not going to see their face i wish everybody felt that way because uh, they don't but yeah I'm with you, hey, brother. Can, can i just add please we probably keep this social distancing thing going after everyone's vaccinated i love it I, yeah, I don't need people up in my, I'm already got, I got, I got plenty of germs in my own house. I don't need you contributing. You all live in different ecosystems. You know, I mean, we were already communicating with our favorite people this way anyway on, you know, uh, on the, the snap grams and the Insta chats and the, and the hub, you know what I mean? Or if you're getting some like cameo or some like OnlyFans business, brother, I mean, that's really where the future is. Sure. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, anybody eat anything good lately? I, you know what? Shout out again. I just had a smoked chicken leg quarter and uh, some potato casserole from uh, Smoking Barrels Barbecue down the street from me. 
coming through again. I had a, a shout uh, out. I had a really good pulled pork uh, sandwich from a shop right by work. And Woody's. Woody's, yes. Yeah. So oh man, you, pork you, on. you're keeping that motherfucker open. I try. Okay, so describe the sandwich to me. Pulled pork, sauce, onion rings, coleslaw on Texas toast. Like, get wow. out of here. What? The Texas toast is that's a game winner for me. That's like a yeah. Memphis thing. That's is that Memphis? Yeah, with yeah the, the, toast? The, the coleslaw is is a Memphis thing for sure. Yeah, that's a jam. That's an absolute jam. Al, what did you eat? You don't really eat when you're working. You go like crazy. My my wife has made some some very tasty dinners. We had uh, prime rib and pulled pork tacos on Monday, um, Taco Tuesday on a Monday. But it was it was it was sort of leftover Christmas break type, you know, all the meats that we hadn't gotten to put in a taco show, and it was the the greatest. Yeah, you know what? We made tacos this week, um, and my wife was making her own crunch wraps. Did you see that on the Instagram? I did. Did she use the two sizes of? tortillas to, to, to get the wrap fold well, over. Well, I bought two sizes. I bought like taco sizes and I bought burrito sizes. That's and, how you do. And then we also bought the f- circular flat hard taco shell, the tostada. Tostada? Shell. Yeah. It's a tostada. And those were so good. And then we have these Mexican Dorito things that are like rolled up and they're like really spicy with like a lime afterbirth. And you put those in there. And it gives it like a hot Cheeto vibe. And the tostada really adds that corn chip flavor that you need. It tastes a lot like Taco Bell. Oh, you, we also have Taco Bell fire sauce in the fridge. Like we have the bottle of it. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. It's clutch. I'm almost out of, I think I'm out of Lion's Choice seasoning. So that's usually on sale this time of year. I got to pick some up. Well, if you get a line on uh, Taco Bell Verde, um, let me know. I want to You know what? If they, I think you can get the Verde in a bottle. That would be, I would, but they don't have the Diablo right in a bottle. I know that much. Uh, I was never that big on the Diablo. The Verde it's, was the jam. I do love the Verde. I remember the Verde came out. It was like, that's it, bro. That's it. Verde for life. You accept it, it sometimes, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I like mixing too. I like the because I like the tomato kind of base of the mild, but I need the heat. I like mixing it with the fire and you get a little of both, honey. Girl, <laughs> forget about it. Forget about it. Uh, short intermission. I'm going to let you gentlemen go, and I got to set up for another call. I love you both so dearly. We're taking a potty break. I'm going to start. I got another micro cork, so I have two micro corks going down here. All right. Good talking to you, Jake. Guys, As always. Guys, I love you both. Thank you so much. We'll be right back. You. All right, man.
Oh yeah, we're still here. We're still here. Uh, yeah, so I wanted to start the show today with uh, with my friend Al Ludwig, and then coincidentally, um, while I was receiving my my legal counsel on the the state of affairs that we're all in together, um, I uh, a friend of ours popped on. Uh, my dear friend, uh, one of my best friends since junior, or no, since oh my god, third grade. My buddy Chris was here. We all play music together, so I wanted them to be able to to say hi as well. Again, crazy day today, no matter what side of the fence you're on on any of these things. And I just find it so exhausting. Anyway, 
you know, even as a, even if you remove any ideological uh, or political uh, perspectives, I just get so exhausted with the constant crisis and drama. You know what I mean? The whole thing is kind of set up to, to serve the, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And you know me, I don't ask for a lot. I don't ask for a lot out here. Our dear friend, um, who shall remain nameless, um, is, uh, is fitting to join us. And, um, she's been with us before and she's actually the one that broke the news to me today that, um, history was being made again. Another historical, I'd love to have a day that didn't go down in history. Wouldn't that be sweet if we had one? A day that didn't um, matter because nothing crazy happened. I think we're going to get some coming up. I'm hoping it's not all clean in house when we get in there. When we, uh, I am excited when you think about um, you know the the prospect of Kamala Harris being in um, the passenger seat, as it were, uh, on the administration. I'm really excited about that i really didn't like her as a candidate for president but as vice president i'm so excited um as president president she seemed a little too on the payroll you know what i mean and um and i was originally i've, I've grown up on this i've grown up on this uh i was originally thinking you know what she's a cop she put people in jail for years for smoking weed and that's just not um where those resources really belong in my opinion you know, and now if you're a drug dealer, blah, 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 right? If, I mean, when things get ugly or violent, of course. I don't know. I don't know. I have my feelings about the war on drugs. And I think she's going to have an opportunity to correct some of those things. She didn't invent any of those systems. She participated in them. But so did everybody that was in her role in any form of government at that time so um i would have made those decisions differently if i felt safe to do so maybe she didn't even feel like she could make those decisions differently i'm saying i think we need to give some of these people the opportunity to correct some of that behavior and um man i would have i i really wanted to say the same thing for a lot of people that have been resigning or asked to resign recently uh you know it's a uh I want that for everybody. I want you to be able to to correct some of the wrongs you do, which is sort of the problem with completely deleting people from existence. Mm. Though that can be fun, too. That can be fun, indeed. Um, again, we are uh, live streaming on uh, Twitch, uh, Facebook, and YouTube simultaneously. We also have... Um, our handles for uh, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch on the screen there. Um, we we do do gaming on this same platform, streaming this same way a couple times a week. And uh, but today, uh, another episode of the podcast, which we like to stream live because I hate the editing part. So the less editing I can do, um, the better. And just seeing, watching the news this afternoon while also trying to work simultaneously, it's been really hard lately. There's been a lot of live news. I mean, CNN was like commercial free for several hours today while dozens and dozens of representatives made statements. Um, 
And I keep thinking of over and over again the questions of, uh, and I, I'm so appreciative of Al to come in with the perspective uh, that he provides uh, to the show. And uh, he, he's sort of my reference for things. Because, again, he, just like last week, and I think he's done this before, when he's on, he will often link us uh, articles and, and references to where, you know, he finds a lot of the, these insights. And he's a very smart dude. So I kind of lean on him and try to try to emulate some of that behavior. Um, that's, uh, that's hard though. That's the hard part is, uh, not reacting emotionally and trying to react with the facts because, you know, they get so convoluted and people get mad when you point certain things out. People get mad if you point out that somebody's doing something wrong, if they like that person, because, you know, it's feast or famine around here. <coughs> oh! It's a birthday boy. Yes. The countdown has begun. We're about three hours, three minutes, and 30 seconds out, actually. Oh, my gosh. That's one of my favorite numbers. Three, that's, three, three. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's yep, serendipitous. Quite. Uh, I'm pretty confident in that estimation, too. Um, how are you this evening? I was just telling our guests that you were jo- going to join us um, and that you were the one that broke the news to me today that... Um, Trump was becoming the first president in history to uh, be impeached uh, twice. And um, and we had my friend Alfred on, who you've heard before. You may have met mm-hmm. Al even. Mm-hmm. And he, he gave us some of the more technical legal background as to... Um, uh, what we can expect next and... that whole thing right but right. i wanted to i wanted to get in touch with you as sort of the cultural attache to the show <laughs> thank you and, and just sort of be um as al sort of the legal counsel you're kind of the um kind of the one of the many visionaries i kind of draw perspective from so talk to me about how this is hitting you as a citizen and also as um as a parent and as an artist and just just um guide me through what, what's going on with you today uh, i gotta tell you i uh, i hugged my kids extra extra hard tonight i was also uh, earlier today i witnessed a girl a little girl get hit by a car jesus christ um, on the cross yeah she's okay she's okay but well, it was thank really- god and this was after I'd listened to the impeachment hearings. Or I'm sorry, the the vote, the debate, uh, for four hours. And so, man, I was my, watching a lot of that too, and I was like, "Is this yeah, good for me?" I heard almost all of it, and uh, I didn't know there were so many fascists uh, in the House of Representatives. Yeah, a lot of honkies up there. A lot of honkies mm-hmm. up in there. Um. So my nervous system is kind of. Let's see. What What do I call it? Frazzled? Yeah, how do you say uh, in English, uh, cucumber? <laughs> I don't know. I think um, we're in dangerous territory. Yeah, you know, I really put some thought into something you and I talked about on the phone the other day um, about um, just we've seen it happen several times. There's a declassified, admitted things that have happened in history uh, <laughs> where where – uh, political actors have initiated or allowed violence in a way that was strategic to them. We don't have to point out a specific example. You could go find several, um, mm-hmm. uh, some more controversial than others. Um, so we're we're sort of concerned about what kind of crazy thing could happen next to impede uh, the transition of power in any way. I don't feel like the president's statement today is cutting it for the QAnon crowd. <laughs> yeah. 
I think the damage has been done and uh, our democracy is in peril, you know, and it's not going to take much more. You know, it's like a pile of feathers. It takes so long to build up one at a time, the trust and the just building a system that works. And it is, it is the best. I know it's, I know we need a lot of work. I know that, when Corey Bush spoke today, it was so powerful. Oh and- my God! When they said um, the representative from Missouri, Corey Bush, I was like, "Ah, Corey's on the TV, y'all!" Mm-hmm. I was like, "That's crazy." Um, but it took and- for Trump four years to blow that pile of feathers just clear off. I mean, they're yeah. scattered everywhere, and this is not something that that I we can we can withstand. It will. We, this is. We. I, I feel like we've almost passed the point of no return. So what? I mean, what does that mean? Like, what could that really look like on a for well, our for our daily lives? I do. If if we're not careful, um, if he if he doesn't declare martial law and we have another civil war, which is completely a possibility at this point, uh, over the next six or seven days, um, if that doesn't happen, you know, these factions aren't hopefully they'll disperse and go back into the fringe but what trump has done is made it to towards the forefront to make it acceptable to be outwardly uh fearful of of immigrants and outwardly hateful of uh of others and uh to cling to these you know line item issues you know just the second amendment bullshit uh which i find incredibly ironic that a lot of these people are taking their own guns away they're not going to have the right after being convicted uh, of their crimes to well, that's own guns the craziest anymore part is because as a that's really the only recourse at the national level for um completely removing someone's gun over ownership uh legality is to convict them of a felony right like i think so, so. and so if that's part of your your banner if that's part of your decree if that's part of your thing and then but then you commit a felony how i mean what do you what do you attribute that to? You dumb of, fucked up. What do you attribute that lack of foresight to for so many of those people that literally shit all over the building that they broke into, and then mm-hmm. and then they get surprised when they get um, arrested. You know, what drug them into that building is what I'm saying. Like what fascism is powerful. It works for people when you pander to the lowest common denominator and uh, drink the Kool Aid. You know, it really, it works well. And fear is a huge motivator. And and violence, it speaks, you know, and it's, it's become widely acceptable. Our culture, it's not Trump that did this. We're a violent nation. We're the most violent nation since Rome. You know, we have more, you know, more murders. And look at any of the metrics for, for how violent we are. You know, we glorify violence. I mean, Sandy Hook, you know, I've been a gun violence advocate not advocate like an anti-gun violence advocate since you know when i started to turn off the violence campaign in the mid 90s um i I just don't think guns or violence can solve our our problems um and uh, it's it's really unfortunate that trump has brought this to not the you know entertainment glorifies it sure um but this these fringe groups are now in the open you know, marching through and, and destroying our government. It's absurd. 
it's absolutely absurd. I'm, I feel like I'm in an alternate reality today. You know, I keep telling everybody, I keep telling everybody that I think sometimes, I think, for example, a good fracture point, for example, would be when they chose to shoot Harambe. I think that's when we splintered off into the tier of reality that we're in. And I think somewhere in a parallel multiverse is the the reality where we didn't shoot that ape, and mm-hmm. and maybe I know you took that really hard. That was, really I, that was hard, and then and then David Bowie and Prince died, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and that was that crazy year of sub- celebrity deaths. Mm-hmm. And then Trump won the election that same year. Oh my god, that was a crazy year. Really and there's was. a rea- there's a version of this reality somewhere. Where that didn't happen. How much money did John Wick make? I have no idea. R.I.P. <sighs> Harambe. Where was that gorilla? Cincinnati, right? Oh my god. I know. That's how I thought deep... he was in Zimbabwe. No, no, no. It was an American gorilla. Oh god. That makes it. No, I'm kidding. Um. So, I mean, I think this is the question that I'm getting in the chat is where do so where do you think that infatuation with violence comes from? Well, we're the largest experiment in world history. You know, we've never in the history of civilization put anybody from anywhere in great amounts in one place. Um, and and that produces a vast rich cultural history of art dance music um but also it all creates a lot of cuisine cuisine all of this all of the good stuff in the arts i had beef and broccoli for lunch honey a revelation congratulations (laughs) but it also creates a lot of fear and a lot of um mistrust um as as we see you know between law enforcement and blm uh we you know, and I'm not an expert, of course. I'm not a cultural anthropologist. I am. Uh, I have traveled a lot, so yeah, knowing... I can't. Af- I can't afford one of those. You're going to have to do in the meantime. Right. You're doing a great um, job. I I uh, I don't know when we became so violent. It. I don't know. Like after World War II, we made a lot of policy shifts, and 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 you know white supremacy really was on the rise even more so in a more powerful way as corporations you know became more powerful and and the haves and the have-nots gap increased um now why why do do we keep why does that Mm -hmm. just in your opinion why does that increase violence why does that um not just poverty but the juxtaposition of poverty and exaggerated wealth why does that often lead to violence well in, in our culture, where we're taught that everybody gets to have their own everything, you know, and the individual and freedom, individual freedoms is the most important value. Um, it creates this, I don't know, ownership of, of what's mine and, and what I deserve. You know, I was just seeing in Taiwan, they have, they've had total 70 deaths of coronavirus in their entire experience with the pandemic. They have had six deaths, I think, this month total. You know, the Asian culture is very good at the collective. They're very good at, okay, we have to do something for the common good. We need to get together and follow these guidelines so we can all be safe. Americans just fucking suck at that. I mean, we're just terrible. And it's just, it's not because of the information. It's because of who's relaying it to us. No, no. I think it's it's something that's pervasive in our entire fabric of, of, of who we are as, as, a, as a nation. 
Um, I don't think it's the, even if, I mean, we can't, I can't, I can't believe what it says. It's not totally Donald Trump's fault that the pandemic is raging so wildly in this country. It's a cultural inability to give up certain rights uh, for the greater good. Um, yeah. And that's why it's spreading so, so well. And it's so effective here because, you know, I'm uh, the travel and, and just the inability to comply you know, and you couple that with having a, a narcissistic maniac in the office making shit up as he goes along. Um, it's really a recipe for disaster. What do you attribute the the pattern of narcissism and um, bipolar tendencies amongst uh, uh, people of that age and that nature? I mean, I know a lot of people that are much less successful but exhibit similar kind of narcissistic tendencies. <laughs> Why? Um, but why is that something that is so emergent in our culture where those people really not only seek out but establish places of power for themselves, e even if it's just in their own life? They could just be, uh, you know, uh, the matriarch of a family or something. They don't have to necessarily be in office. But um, I don't think that's a new thing. I think that's a that's a common old story. You know, we've always had, you know, leaders that are totally corrupt and. We just haven't come across one in America. We've been pretty civil with our, um, you know, free and fair elections. You know, and I, I, I've been reading. Then. I've been trying to read some of the things that the people that stormed the Capitol were posting online mm -hmm. beforehand just to see what kind of things they were into. Um, and the one way that fake news as an idea um, – presents itself is in these kind of fake dog whistle um things there's websites mm -hmm. like obamawatcher.net where you know what i mean like people are just mm -hmm. like pumping out um kind of it's like fan fiction really of mm -hmm. of like controversial news that isn't actually news and uh and so there's a lot of them digesting and sharing that in a really aggressive um kind of well, like i i w some of them were having a discussion on Reddit or something that um, that Barack Obama's mother was a CIA sex operative or something. Oh and the, it was a whole like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, and then, then these people have jobs because all the bars are closed and they, <laughs> and they can't go throw axes at the local watering hole because everything's shut down. So they retreat online and they do mm -hmm. that. They vape all their weed now, which I don't think is good for you. No, it's super potent. And that's I think where all those people died with the with popcorn lungs too was the counterfeit weed vapes. You know, I predicted this in April that you know if you have this many people out of work or brother, you know, just... brother, Zach is totally saying right now like what I was talking about is, um, I think there's a reason why the average age of the president keeps getting older, and that's because mm. the same generation of people are clinging to power. Well, and. And I think, yeah, I think they were all poisoned by lead when they were children because lead was in the gasoline. It was in the fucking air. It was in all yeah. the pipes. It was in all the paint. The paint. Yeah. And then when those people were young adults, that that's when those lead poisoned babies became um, the ones of them that were going to become serial killers became serial killers. And that's why we had all the serial killers in the 70s. Yeah. That makes sense. And then now those people are 74 years old and they're holding public office unnecessarily. Do you think there's a reason why we don't cap 
um, at like age maximums for public office? No, nah, I mean, ageism. Well, that we do cap it on the on the on the short end, you know, with the youth, youthfulness. And um, not not that if you're 66 instead of 65 that you can't be president, but can't we? Um, but can't we just like say thank you for your service? We want you to take the rest of this time off and spend it with your family. Can't I mean, just... that's what happened with the Pope. You know, he, the the one before this this Pope. He's like, I'm tired. I'm I'm out of here. And they're like, okay, okay, you know? Mr. Pope. And I think he was 84, but like hang um, it up. Here's the thing. I I think conspiracy. You know, I've, I lost a lot of sleep over listening to Art Bell in. You know, when he was really in his That's because you were up that late. Isn't that show on at like midnight? It was. And I hosted a show. I hosted a radio show for a, t- a couple of years um, uh, around that time as well. So um, I think I think conspiracy theorists, um, which are m- more prevalent these days, and it, it, it's it's not even conspiracy theories anymore because they're becoming so popular and and i wouldn't even call them that any longer they're just alternate like alternate facts is just another word for conspiracy um but i I think it's okay to say there are a lot of forces out of our control and there's a lot of people controlling this world that we have no idea i get that i get that we don't we'll never know the truth to so many things including even perhaps, you know, the election. I do believe it was a free and fair election and that Joe Biden did win, clearly. However, I think there's been people controlling who's going to be president probably since the beginning, you know, and it looks good. Uh, you know, the democracy looks robust because people are complying with the system. Because I get so mad, like Joe Biden acts like he's coming to save the day and I voted for him, so I'm okay with it. But right. I would, but. If it was really let the best man win, and if it's if it was really all free and fair, he should have run in 2016 instead of letting the DNC rig it for Hillary mm-hmm. and just totally sitting it out. And then he's going to mm-hmm. come back. You know, he could have he could have just stayed in the White House. He could have just stayed there. He could have just and, uh, moved yeah, bedrooms, and he could have just fucking yeah. and saved. And, and he. I feel like at this point, it's like, yeah, you're coming to take office now when you're much older and much less capable than you were four years ago. But you're mm-hmm. also um, maybe it's a little too late, buddy. Maybe you could have kept this from happening. But it's like the establishment is so rigged and, and so mm-hmm. um, draconian and their their mm-hmm. control of things and just maintaining mm-hmm. things. And um, they use these social issues to get us to argue with each other about stuff. And really, they just maintain the status quo of like wealth inequality. I yeah. Mean, I mean, what the fuck? And I, I think that there's a point to that. And I under, understand that a lot of these, I, I cannot blame people for wanting to know the truth and for looking at alternate avenues. Unfortunately, um, the average education level of a lot of these folks is not as high as it could be. Um, the, you know, the, the, his Trump's base, um, you know, his majority older white men and a, a lot majority of them didn't graduate high school. Um, and so you'd leap to a lot of conclusions and you'd create this, this horribly open attempt at a fascist regime. And I'm very, I'm very, very reticent to look forward to an inauguration. I, I, I don't fully believe it's going to happen yet. I'll, I'll believe it when it happens. And then Trump hopefully will just, you know, fizzle out and these factions can go back into the woodworks or, or the fringe again, 
yeah, I mean, people that say he's going to start his own network and he's going to he's going to do this and do that. Like, at, at what point do you think any of that's really true? Mm, I don't think he'll have much success, especially if they if they figure out. I mean, all of these divestments from corporations towards Holly, um, and um, you know, just when corporate. This is what's scary. The, the seams of democracy are knitted together so delicately um, with our brand of capitalism and the, our hegemonic cycle, I feel like, is completely ending because you're seeing the economic, like, the corporations are, are, are not believing in the system at this point. Yeah. And so when they're fact- fractioning off and uh, it, it's all, it's all, it's like tremors and, and it, I, perhaps the earthquake already happened, but... I'm very concerned um, that the next 50 years or so uh, are going to be just a, Yeah. I'm supposed slow, to retire in 30. Well, it, the world's not going to look the same anymore. Like, we did the good old days. They're done. Motherfucker, why did I go to college? Because well, you had fun, didn't you? Not in college. No, you were too serious. Well, and it was like very, it was a commuter school and I know, was, I know, you know, and we were all trying to be very polite and keep everything super consensual. So it was very, very boring. Mm, sorry to hear that. It was okay. I mean, I learned a lot of things, you know, I did a lot of, um, self-parenting. Yeah. That's a good word for it. I you didn't. I mean? was wild as fuck. I got arrested a bunch of times Why? for civil, civil disobedience. Where? Good trouble. Uh, I was in Seattle for the protests in 99 and then up on Pine Ridge Reservation and then down in Fort Benning, Georgia. You know, my new thing is I want to move to Wyoming and I'm going to lease the back half of my land for fracking. Oh, well, you know what? They won't like you. <laughs> the that's Wyomians. What, that's what that's what RuPaul's doing out there. She's fracking. Oh, she is. Okay. Well, they might like her. I don't know. Wyoming's uh, ranch ranch people are different. They're but I wanna, a special I have form pigs. of conservative. I want to get a couple of pigs. I want to rescue goats. Sweet. I want to get a. I want to get a llama. Get some alpacas. Get well, that's that my, the real game. problem is I I feel like it's inhumane to just get one of something because it's going to be so lonely. Can you imagine if you thought you were the only donkey? Oh my god. I knew this blind donkey on a hillside in India, and every day I he see. would cry. He would cry. This... He cried every day, the blind donkey. Not only was he the only donkey, but he didn't even see that he was the only donkey. Is so that not the blind. most tragic? He was blind. He was blind, and he was a donkey. And he was so loud. He cried. I mean, like, this type of crying was it was almost undonkey-like. It was deep. Oh, God. And he would go off on and on and on. It was right next to a temple. There's a temple everywhere. But it was just such a lonely little place for him. And he, and he wasn't even tied up. He just lived there. So what were you doing in India? I studied yoga for four months. Where? And Ayurveda. Uh, I studied yoga in Dehradun. And in Pune, I studied um, Ayurveda. And then I was all around different spots. Wow. I love that country. Um, but and, here's the thing. I, and so the they, and so you were staying where? Where were you living? Where you were adjacent to the donkey? In in Dehradun. I lived. But in like a, where? What kind of was it? A fucking townhouse? Was it a hut? Like what were you living in? I actually lived in um, a rather sizable house 
um, of people that didn't live there at the time. So it was maybe an Airbnb, you would call it, but like a, but like a sublease situation. Yeah. It was included in the yoga tuition basically with the teachers that lived, you know, maybe a half mile away. Wow. And did yes. you have to carry buckets of water? No, they had running water. It was very, the accommodations were really nice. We oh. even had someone to do our laundry and someone to cook for us. Which I didn't was really mean to weird. assume. One time, I was chatting up this Indian gentleman on Omegle, and I said, "Oh my <laughs> God, your English is really nice." And he got really mad because that was like his first language was English, and I didn't know. Aye, aye, aye. I thought it was insensitive to assume. I didn't. I can't t- say anything anymore. Am I yes. right? Who's Indian with me? English? Indian English. Um, the thing that the thing that's weird about the virus, though is that they shut India down with like zero cases, you know, in April. And, you know, the amount of people who die of other diseases each day in that country uh, is, 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 is massive. Um, I, I don't know. Globally, it's scary what has happened with the pandemic. And, and I'm sad to see it so successful in the United States. At the same time, the force that, the control of shutting things down happened globally is also caused this great concern for me because the suffering that it caused in India was like people were stranded for weeks and couldn't get home or, or do their jobs. And we're talking subsistence workers, like in our country, if you haven't traveled, you can't fathom what kind of subsistence we're talking about. We're not talking about, you know, um, uh, minimum wage jobs. We're talking about, Oh, really basic stuff. Yeah. And so there was this, I guess the phrase that stuck with me was this callous indifference to suffering. Um, and the, I don't know. I, I'm sad. The, the world is a sad place right now. And there don't seem to be very many good answers. Um, but I am hopeful that as Congress starts to look more like the population that America holds that we can interpret a reality and, and start making policies and laws that reflect, you know, are more inclusive of, of our population. What do you think the next battle is for that? What do you think the next, I mean, I remember, I feel like we fought and and hoped for the gay marriage thing for a long, long time. And then it just kind of happened one day. It It was just, it was just over all of a sudden. And mm-hmm. there's been some really great issues that we've been able to move on to. Um, there's also a lot of things that uh, are still left to fix. But where do you think then let's just say we have complete control of the Senate of the House. Mm-hmm. When I say we, I mean the Democrats, which I really don't identify with mm-hmm. on a on a systematic level, but ideologically in a lot of ways, I guess. What's the is it cannabis? Is it? Is it police reform? Is it education? Is it healthcare again? Do we try to fix the healthcare that we never really fixed so I can finally retire and have a nice country living? You know, I think it's going to take us so much time to get the pandemic under control and to uh, recover and repair and recoup losses. I talked to an educator today, a very experienced PhD, uh, who uh-huh. who said that you know she doesn't think we're ever going back to just in person. That there's always going to be um, a virtual mm-hmm. option. Mm-hmm. I think that that very very much could be true. And you know we we've got to in- address you know these these children who are losing a grade. You know next year we're going to call them third graders, but some of very a, a very good many of them. 
will still well, be. And that's the thing across the board. Uh, I mean, I have kindergartners who have been virtual since March. Mm-hmm. Yep. And who are not coming back this week. You know what I mean? They're still going to mm-hmm. be virtual because that's the choice that their family is making. We have a guest with us, the lovely and talented. Maida? Maida Bell. Hello. Good oh, morning, hey. Angel. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We're just solving problems, baby. We're saving the world. We're talking about the future. Um, and, uh, you know, I am still in quarantine. So my normal co-host has not been with me the past two weeks because, um, I didn't, you know, he's just, I'm not supposed to have any guests. You because know Rona. Because of the Rones. Mm-hmm. And oh my so, gosh. What a lonely 30th birthday you're going to have. No, well, technically I'm out of quarantine. Um, today is supposed to be my last day. Assuming oh, I haven't good. had any symptoms. But, I mean, we don't really want to see anybody tomorrow. We're going to cook here at home. It's going to be really nice. Good. Yeah, did you take off work? No, I've been working from home. So I'll be just working from home. Okay. But I'll be okay. I'll make it. I did did my hard day at work today. I I hosted all my meetings today. Um, So that won't be a big deal. Um, You know, and so... uh, Part of the point of this show was to recreate some of the conversations that I would have at a happy hour that I don't get to have. Mm-hmm. And lately, the show's been kind of overly serious because the things that are on the news are kind of overly serious. But remember the good old days, guys, where we just talk about fucking donuts mm. or mac and cheese? Mm. Yes. Mm. Uh, Maida is lying with the lovely and talented Miss Violet. Uh, puppy has got to be a year now, right? Yeah, she just uh, turned a year right around Thanksgiving. And actually, um, we got her, what, January 25th, I think? So she's been with us for almost a year. Wow. She's so cute. Wow. If you could have some birthday wishes, what would they be? Um, I guess that's the thing, right? Um, you know, I really want to and continue to get healthy. You know what I mean? I've, I've been off the mm-hmm. sauce and that's been really great. Um, since I tested positive for coronavirus, I've been off the Diet Coke, which has been great because I've also been off all of the adjacent fast food. Mm-hmm. Um, and, good for you. Yeah, it's been really good. Hello there, Luke. Hello and there, V. So, you know, I kind of still um, I have my daily um, regiment with my, you know, cannabinoids and whatnot. But um, other than that, just mostly LaCroix, a lot of ice. We've been going through ice like crazy. I mean, that's like some great stuff, like because you used to have. Oh, my God. Recently, how much Diet Coke? Like oh my, a full recently, two liter. Well, recently mm-hmm. I got um, – it's just been kind of the fountain thing at, at, at uh, McDonald's because that's the cheapest, quickest way to get that fixed. But it was turning into like eight Diet Cokes from there a day. Like it was getting Mm-mm. just Mm-mm. crazy. And I wouldn't mm-hmm. even get food most of the time. Mm-hmm. I would just go and get four Diet Cokes at a time because like, that's something you fit in a tray. I never got that aspartame poisoning they warn you about. So you're going to get healthier in the new, in the new th- decade. Yeah, it's been it's been going great so far. That's kind of, you know I kicked the tobacco a few years ago and been kicking the booze and now the not necessarily caffeine but definitely the diet the diet soda really soda in yes. general. Uh, yes, I, I've been drinking pretty much Lacroix exclusively for uh, for two weeks. 
What flavors? Well, I get this 24-pack. We went over this last week on the show that I get this 24-pack mm. um, from the, one of the bulk stores, and it's uh, 12 of the lime and six of the grapefruit and six of the lemon. The lemon is the best one. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. And it's only like $8 for that 24-pack. So that's like one day worth of Diet Coke. Wow. You know what I mean? My money yeah. was, and it's 24 cans of La Croix. And I have my little mini La fridge Croix. down here. Oh yeah, and uh, I'm, getting, cute I'm gonna get a little ice maker for down here. It's gonna be so litty. It's I think I'm gonna even no, I don't want to get nuts. I'm not gonna run water. Maybe I could do a pipe. I could do a pipe. Maybe I could lay some pipe down here. I don't know. Oh yeah, didn't you uh, like fix your washing machine or something recently? I completely took it apart. Um, Tell me yeah. about that. I was in quarantine and um, I just noticed that a load of clothes was not getting completely spun the moisture up out of the right way right mm-hmm. and um and so my solution was okay i'm gonna call my buddy dan that i went to college with because he fixes washers and dryers kind of professionally like that's his job that's his, that's what he does all day he drives around and fixes those and so he walked me through i couldn't have him over because i was covid positive um and i didn't want to put that pressure on his family you know what i'm saying and so he walked me through it on the phone and I was able to do everything except for look up underneath the, the inner tub because apparently I think I could get it, but I haven't wanted to go back in. Um, <laughs> one, it sounds like there could be something in between the inner tub and the outer tub. And I completely disassembled everything to get into that point where I could see all around the tub. I just couldn't see into it. And you need a special kind of wrench to undo it. But I, I have all these um, like... What are like the wrenches that that people use for like plumbing stuff to like hold something in place or to turn a thing? Socket Ooh. wrench. Oh, there you monkey go. Wrench. Monkey wrench, wrench, bro. It's like a monkey oh, wrench. Oh, okay. I think if I Sorry. use like a monkey wrench, I could get in there and get this thing off. The, but he's saying you can't do it without the special wrench, so I didn't want to do it. But anyway, so it doesn't get up to its full speed. It really sounds like it's laboring when it's in its initial um, cycle speed, and it never gets up to where it's really creating a tornado to suck that moisture out of your clothes. So I had to, I was just talking about this earlier to somebody. I had to hand wring all of our underwear. Like it was, it goes through the whole cycle. It's completely clean, but then I have to hand wring it to get it dry enough to put in the, and it's cold water. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. In a cold basement in fucking Mm -hmm. January. And I have fucking COVID and I'm wearing my super Mario pants and I'm wringing out underwear. I seriously spent $64 on a fucking salad spinner looking thing, that, like a, the manual clothes spinner on Amazon. It's, I'm going to, I got to unbox that. We're going to buy a washer, but it could take months to get here. They're saying with all the, you know, depending on where you get it and which one you get. Cause supply chain is all fucked up. It is all supply chains all over. So, you know, and and then I had this great pedal board thing I had going that I had shipped to me, you know, and it got all messed up in the mail. Oh. Took a real hit in UPS custody. (laughs) So we're we're in the middle of a thing. Apparently they're going to send a representative to look at it, which makes total fucking sense in a pandemic. They're going to come look at my pedal board. I'm sure that guy's going to know what he's looking at. Right. Mm -hmm. He's an expert. And uh, and they're going to come in here. My cats are going to get all pissed off. They're probably going to be wearing a hazmat suit. I guess I could set it up in the backyard like a gypsy. Can you say that? No. You're not supposed to say that anymore. <laughs> no. What Would you call them like nomadic Americans? There were no gypsies in this country. 
What about uh, that show? According to TLC. Yeah, what yeah. was that show? My 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 gypsy wedding or something. Which is on TLC, right? I feel like mm-hmm. it was my my mom. Either TLC or A and E, I can't or Bravo or it could be any of them. You really could. So I just read this. Uh, two of Trump's banks have just canceled his accounts. Yeah, Deutsche Bank is totally done with him. That's where most of his money is. He owes them like $200 million. I don't know what they're going to do about that. World record size personal debt. Trump is bankrupt. Deutsche Bank is now moving to repossess his assets, starting with Trump Tower in Mar-a-Lago. Oh, yeah, I'd like to see him try. That'll happen. So, what a yeah. crock of shit, this whole thing. Guys, this is why you got to go to Lion's Choice. You got to go to lionschoice.com. You got to download, not a sponsor. I'm where, I'm practicing because that's who I want my first sponsor to be. I've never, <laughs> I've still never eaten there. Oh, Christ. Oh. First, guys, oh. for those of you that weren't there, me and Maida on a, on a very special lunch trip took Zada to have her first Jack in the Box taco. We got the ranch oh and we have oh a lovely God. selfie. We all have tacos and ranch and it's on my fridge to this day. It was oh, a great wow. memory. But Zav was like, she's she was all of 29 years old, and she had, <laughs> she had never had a jack-in-the-box taco. And my, my thing is, either you grew up somewhere where there wasn't a jack-in-the-box, or your parents just didn't love you. <laughs> That's the latter for sure. And so we went in, and we went in, and we wrapped around this young woman, and we brought her to the taco village. She She's convinced it's beef cheek. It's it's cow face. Cow face. There's a like maybe a teaspoon. I'm I'm in bands with worse names than cow face. And it's so fried that the it doesn't even pretend to be like it's not even crispy. It was just fried. It is just a facilitator for the ranch. It's sort of like a ravioli. It's sort of like a beef cheek ravioli. Yes, beef cheek ravioli with masa. I don't know. I'm I'm hoping that as I as I I'm gonna go read my Tolstoy, which is is interesting because you know these stories have played out so many times in our in our world history. But this I want to if you squint, I guess it all looks the same. But I'd I'd like to think that America is a little bit different that we can pull ourselves out of this. But like I said. At the beginning, I do think we've passed a point of no return and that our democracy is in peril and it's extremely fragile right now. And that's what I'd like to to leave the the show with that thought. And what can we do as people? What can we do as citizens besides watch in horror? Um, I don't know at this point. Like I took, I had some some investments with with Edward Jones. I took those out this week, yeah, because of the Josh Hawley connection. You can use your economic vote. I'm not going to go to Schnooks for a while. You know, I've literally only ever once spent money at Chick Fil A, and it was literally like seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And there's one right by my house, and everyone loves it. Like it's not murder. I don't understand what's wrong with people. Well. <sighs> <laughs> The thing is, as humans, we all do the same five things every day, right? Mm-hmm. That's, your, that's your big thing. Yeah. And and so we have this in common. And why can't we focus on basic human rights and make sure our people are taken care of? Because it's all the... Greed. It's all the, um, you know, it's all the, the socialists that don't want to work, Zah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right? Isn't that what they tell us? 
ladies, can you do me a favor? Can um, can mm-hmm. you leave me like let's come up with a good recipe that the folks could do at home? What's something that you're cooking lately that's really good? Mm. It sounds like someone is playing plinko and about ready to shout "No whammies, no whammies." What is oh, that noise? That's our that's our exit music, but it's okay. oh shit. Okay. <laughs> I make I make lob, uh, which is spelled A L A R B, which is delicious lately. It's okay, so- it's, it's a ground pork for a lettuce wrap. Okay, great. You marinate mm. the ground pork in in lime juice for about ten minutes, and then you put it in a wok with a bunch of shallots. Do you fresh squeeze that lime juice? I do. Any oil in the wok? Don't need to if you get eighty percent. Because it's, it's the pork fat and the lime juice is enough mm-hmm. moisture to go into the hot wok. Mm-hmm. Hot so you, as fuck. Like wok, wok temperature, like, yeah, uh, insurmountable. Yeah, super hot. Fry it really fast. And then hit it with more lime juice after you're done. A little fish sauce, a shit ton of cilantro and green onion and some ch- and some, some crushed peanuts. And then you put that in a lettuce wrap. Oh, that'll make you shit like a Ooh. mule. Mm-hmm. So good. Now, I love the limey pork profile on that. Yeah, Maida, what have you been? What have you guys been eating lately? Anything decent? Mm, I just made a like a bulgogi beef bowl. Kinda Walk me through that. Thing. Walk me through that. Mm. Bulgogi uh, beef. Kind of like, um, the what is it? The gogi bowl, goji bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the yeah. Korean, Korean. Yeah, is that, kinda, is that you know. rice or is that noodles? Remind me. Um, it's, it, it's kind of almost like a salad. And then there is rice in it. So right. I had. That's what Mary would get lettuce. at Saltaco. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get that every time too yeah. with brown rice and toast. It comes on the big wooden bowl. Mm-hmm. With an yes, egg on top. That's they put lovely. an egg on top. Today's National uh, Korean American Day. So it's fitting Whoa. that we're ending oh. this conversation with a discussion of that. Korean cuisine. You know, cuisine. They, there's a surprisingly large Presbyterian population amongst the Korean yes. um, natives in St. Louis. For some reason, they're all Presbyterians. Yes, that's in Omaha too. Really, the Korean mm-hmm. Presbyterian Church of Omaha. Mm-hmm. Ladies, know. I love you both. I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you for coming to see me today. And, happy birthday! And thank yes, I you love so you. Much. Happy birthday! I love, love you guys you too. too. Be safe out there and transform those lives. Happy birthday! Every B. day. Bye, buddy. Every day. Holy God, we did it. Holy Jesus. We did it, y'all. That's another episode of Jacob V Weekly. High five. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google, whatever. You can also find original music by Jacob V and Too Deep on all of your music platforms. Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, Deezer. You can bang it. Exclusively on Bandcamp, you can find music from my old band, Battlestag. I love those guys. It's only there. It's the only place you can find it. You can follow me on Twitter at Malachi Envy, on Instagram at Jacob Allen V. I also curate monthly playlists since May of 2020. I have one for each month on Spotify. Search for Jacob V's favorite songs. You'll find us there. Be safe, guys. Be safe out there. High five.